feel like we've become a immediate update breaking news source kind of show here, Cam, because it with the transfer portal and the way everything is changing inside of college football, it just seems like every time you refresh whatever social media page you're on, every time you go to ESPN.com, wherever you look, there is a big name making another decision. So as we sit here now, this one not a transfer portal deal, but it's another announcement. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, the uber-talented running back, uh, over 1,000 yards rushing. Oh, are you hitting us with it? Yeah. Yeah. I am. I learned from yesterday. The transfer portal. Yeah, no, uh, as we sit here, Isaiah Spiller over 1,000 yards rushing for Texas A&M. He has entered the NFL draft. How does that change where some of these other guys who are currently available decide to go? So, obviously, the big news of the day yesterday, Spencer Rattler announces on his Instagram, Twitter, that he is heading to USC. Okay. Not the USC a yeah, lot of people yeah. thought he'd be transferring to. Spencer Rattler is headed to South Carolina. Now, a lot of people, yeah. including you, are saying, why in the world would Spencer Rattler go to South Carolina? Where's the connection? Well, I had no clue. As BJ rightly pointed out, mm-hmm. Shane Beamer. Special teams coordinator, when Spencer Rattler was recruited by Oklahoma, I guess they developed a relationship, and he was like, listen, uh, as much as I love having Zebulia Noland as my starting quarterback and Luke Doty <laughs> and was it Jason Brown at the end of the season, mm-hmm. I'll take the number one quarterback from the 2019 class. And yeah. so You went 6-6 six six with those guys. You could probably go 8-4, 9-3 Well, nine and, three, and you maybe. don't just get Spencer Rattler – now you have Austin Stogner, the tight end as well, who is second team okay. all uh, Big 12 this season. He's transferring to South Carolina following his quarterback to become a Gamecock. So all of a sudden, SC East is getting real interesting. At least the hierarchy inside mm-hmm. the SEC East is getting real interesting because uh, Anthony Richardson is back. He announced that I think a couple weeks ago that he was coming back to Florida. And obviously, new head coach there, but at the same time, just the solid base you can build with having a starting quarterback coming back. Anthony Richardson coming back to Florida was a big deal. Tennessee yesterday, another announcement, or I guess lack thereof, Hannon Hooker not jumping into the portal. He's coming back. So he will be with the Tennessee Volunteers next year. Uh, will Levis should be back with Kentucky. I mean. Got some good quarterbacks coming back. Looking through the SEC East, outside of Vanderbilt, will Georgia have the most – Interesting. I don't, I don't want to say interesting because Vanderbilt's quarterback room is not interesting. Uh, the most o- open for debate quarterback room. Yes. In that division. I I, I agree because all the starting quarterbacks outside of Spencer Rattler, but we know he's going to start, um, yep. are all coming back. Georgia, we don't know what Stetson is doing. We don't know what JT is doing. We don't know what Carson Beck is doing. Um, I assume Brock Vandergriff will stay, and that's who I predict will be the starter next year. It's not too far off, I, yeah. I don't think. Not too far off, but it's going to be interesting. The SECs has gotten, I wouldn't say harder, but a little bit more interesting. Let's put it like that with Spencer Rattler. Oh, I think in. it gets. I, I think it gets a lot harder. I mean, you're having yeah. a one-off game where it could be you're playing. Well, that would be yes at South Carolina next year. Mm. We actually pulled up South Carolina's schedule here uh, for 2022, but that'd be at South Carolina uh, the third week of the season. Mm-hmm. And you're playing Spencer Rattler like that's 
no slouch of a quarterback there. Again, the number one rate recruit coming out. Uh, he had, I believe, 28 touchdowns uh, his first year as a starter there at Oklahoma, and then he had 11 this year before he got benched for Caleb Williams. So, I mean, the dude's super talented. Yeah. This, I think, is completely changing. And South Carolina right now, I think, including the transfer portal, has the number 15 ranked class uh, in – oh. There we go. Transfer. I can't forget. You can't, you can't forget. I, I appreciate that. No, they have the number 15-ranked class right now, so South Carolina is going to be an improved team next year. Spencer Rattler makes this a lot more difficult. But, again, a lot of people are like, why South Carolina? 6-6 six and six team. Uh, we get it that they, they had some success, but for the most part it's been a program that's really struggled. I think it's the stage for mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler. You think about the SEC, you think about how many – I think the only conference that really competes uh, is the Big Ten every year. So he's – in terms of viewership of a conference, he's making an upgrade by jumping to the SEC. We still don't know if Oklahoma and Texas will be following uh, coming up this year. So this schedule is the one South Carolina has out as of right now for 2022. He gets to play Georgia State at home. Then he's at Arkansas, mm. home against Georgia. So like literally his third game – as a starting quarterback, he gets a chance to kind of hopefully do for him uh, what Bryce Young was able to do to the Georgia defense, right, where he <laughs> could just have one of those ones where everyone's like, yeah, he's pretty good, he's pretty good, but let's see him, oh, wow, no, he's good. He's really good. Like, that could be a career-defining game. If he can go out there and throw for 300 yards and some touchdowns against Georgia's defense, that can completely change his draft stock. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, he has Charlotte and South Carolina State. Then he's at Kentucky. And then the finishing stretch is Texas A&M, Missouri, at Vanderbilt, at Florida, Tennessee, at Clemson. They're definitely making a bowl game but just I, hearing that schedule. But just for Spencer Rattler, right, I think this gives him a – awesome stage to go out there and perform in front of NFL scouts every single week and in front of national audiences every single week in marquee matchups. I think this is a really interesting decision for him, but one that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm a fan of Spencer Riley. I think he can make all the throws. I've watched him for a, for a long time these past two years. I think he can make all the throws. Um, but being on this stage, I'm, I'm sorry, and it's not being SEC biased. I just feel like when you're in the SEC, it's just a bigger stage. In college football, you get to play a Georgia, a Florida, a Texas A&M, non-conference. You're playing Clemson every year at South Carolina at the end of the year. I think it's just going to help him out and, you know, boost his draft stock. You was the number one overall pick in the mock drafts at the beginning of the year. Now yep. you get to boost your draft stock again. This is this is an amazing opportunity for him. I could, I could definitely say that. Well, speaking of just recruiting classes, because uh, we were talking about South Carolina and now they're up to number 15 – Cam, do you could you hazard a guess who has the number one ranked recruiting class at the moment? Uh, number one, Alabama. They were at the beginning of the oh, day. Oh, Georgia jumped them? Now Georgia, after their latest commitment, is the number one recruiting class per do, or excuse me, per 247. I'm just looking on Dogs 247 here. Chandler Smith, okay. a speedy wide receiver out of Florida. He flips. He was originally committed to Florida, now committed to Georgia, the four-star there. Uh, out of Mount Dora, Florida, Florida, Mount Dora, Florida. Mm-hmm. Say that five times fast. Uh, he's committed to Georgia, so that jumps Georgia up to number one. Number two is Alabama. Number three, Texas A&M. Number four, Ohio State. And the number five is Penn State, as we currently sit uh, less than 24 hours away from the early signing day. That's nice. I mean, Georgia needs a couple of those wide receivers, so we all we we'll always take that, but. It's nice to see Kirby at least, you know, beat Nick Saban in the recruiting aspect now. Well, I'll say this. On the field. 
Uh, I, I think it's interesting how people define the number one overall class because you can go by like the point system that uh-huh. a lot of these things use, or you can go by the average recruit. Uh, as we sit, Georgia's average recruit is graded out as a 92.49. Alabama's average recruit, 94.78. Hmm. So they know. just have less players, less players committed. Okay. Yeah, Georgia's got six more three-stars committed uh, than Alabama does right now. And then you go down to Texas A&M, they actually have – one point higher in the average player as well. Uh, so does Ohio State. So, I mean, just depending on how you look at it. Georgia might be like four or five, maybe, when it all ends. I mean, I, I just it just depends on what you're looking at. When you're looking at like five and four stars, Georgia has three five stars committed and 15 four stars. Alabama has three five stars and 16 four stars. Hmm. Uh, Texas A&M, maybe the most impressive, has four five stars and 14 four stars. So, I mean, it's... Rich getting richer, man. Yeah, the rich getting richer for both, you know, Georgia and Alabama. And, you know, Texas A&M is no slouch, and Spencer Rattler have a chance to play against Texas A&M. I'm excited. I like like the kid. He's he's a small, kind of undersized kid. I think he's only like six feet with Mm -hmm. cleats on. I want to say without cleats, he's like 5'10", 5'11". But getting that opportunity, I'm a Georgia fan, but outside of playing Georgia, I hope he has success against everybody else. (sighs) I will say that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him at South Carolina because just like watching their offense, you could tell they were just a couple of playmakers away from having a pretty fun offense. They should have a lot of talent back, especially in the running back room. They always seem to have a pretty good offensive line. Curious to see, and speaking of always seem to have, they always seem to have a really good wide receiver just recently uh, with Brian Edwards before he went pro. But, I mean, that's the Alshon Jeffrey school, right? Like they – he used to give me nightmares. Well, I mean, they they put out <laughs> they put out great wide receiver after great wide receiver. So uh, I'm curious who the next guy is there at South Carolina. But again, as we sit just over 24 hours away from early signing day, uh, Georgia, the number one ranked class here per 247, jumping Alabama. Uh, they're now up to a grand total of eight, uh, 26 commitments for this class. And here's what I find interesting because we're going to come back here. In a little bit, we're going to talk about some of the players in the transfer portal uh, at the moment. But as uh, I want to come back and talk about some of the rankings. Thank you. Making an appearance. Because one of the top-ranked guys is Jameer Gibbs, the Georgia Tech running back. He entered his name in the transfer portal. But where's he going to go? Mm-hmm. Crystal ball prediction right now? Alabama. All right, that's nice. And so... We saw it last year, right, where these guys aren't going to – Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fishers, they're not going to make up their entire class out of the transfer portal because they like to get it done recruiting. They just want to go ahead and get the best players out of high school there versus trying to go find them in the transfer portal. But when you have that position of need, Mm -hmm. what was it for Georgia last year? You lost, I think, seven guys from the secondary that had played significant snaps for you. You had to go find some people to help out. You go get Darion Kendrick. Nick Tyke Saban. Smith, yeah. Yeah, Tyke Smith before he got played, hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh Nick Saban needed some help in the linebacker core. Okay, we're gonna go take Tennessee's best player and get Henry Toto. Yeah, I mean So I mean that's but so now they're looking at it and saying we could probably use a running back. Brian Robinson might come back. Sanders has been okay. He could come back as well. Yeah. We got some four stars behind him, but Jameer Gibbs might be one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, I mean, and like he can you play said, immediately. The rich gets richer. Yeah. So, I, man, any player that goes to Alabama and transfers there, you're like, oh, Lord, here we go again. So, I mean, Jamison Williams, who killed us in the SEC championship, he, he was a transfer from Ohio State. So, 
I mean, he's gotten some big guys in the transfer portal, so that's a big one, though. I well, admit that. I want to take a quick break here. I want to come back. I want to talk about the quarterbacks who are currently sitting in the portal because I want to. I want to kind of rank them here, Cam. We've had now had a couple of commitments. Uh, obviously, Quinn Ewers, the guy who made headlines by skipping his senior year in high school to early enroll at Ohio State, which put him in the same class as freshman C.J. Stroud. Well, he got beat out. Obviously, wasn't going to replace Shroud, so he immediately transfers. I think he has a million dollar. Yeah, he has a million dollar nil deal that he's currently rocking with. So don't don't feel too bad for him because now he's I don't. yeah now he's now he's the quarterback <laughs> at Texas. So he he's moving on. Curious to see where some of these other guys are. But I want to get your opinion, Cam. We're going to come back. We're going to power rank the quarterbacks who are currently sitting in the portal at the moment. See who you think is the best. We'll do that next right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshery. Glad to have you all hanging out here on this Tuesday afternoon. Cam, so much news coming out of college football. Spencer Rattler is headed to USC. We are just talking about that in the last second or segment, excuse me. And then literally as we go to break, news starts to come out. Michael Penix Jr., uh, the quarterback of Indiana fame. A lot of people remember the uh, overtime game against Penn State in 2020 where he dove and some say he did, some say he didn't uh, break the plane there with that outstretched arm. I know PJ, if he was here today, would argue that maybe he should have one less touchdown uh, on his resume there. He is headed to Washington to continue his college career. I think you brought it up from Florida. Goes to play football in Indiana and now continues his cross-country trek as he is playing in Washington. But what I want to do here is, with the remaining eligible guys, because there's a lot of teams out there that are going to be looking for a quarterback. They could use some help. I mean, hell, Texas A&M is one of them because they just lost Zach Calzada. He's one of the ones who's currently in the portal. Who are your top five available right now? In the transfer portal, so, we can go. We can go one through five. It's so many of them. I'm not. I, I don't know one through five. I was going to include Spencer, and I probably number one. Well, he's he's already jumped out of the portal, man. He's like, yeah, probably number one. I go Slovis. Really? Yeah, I think Slovis is number one. I'd probably okay. say he's had the of the remaining guys had the highest at one point draft grade. He was supposed to be a top 10 pick this year. A lot of guys were supposed to be a top 10 pick this year. Hey, hey, I'm just saying he was supposed I mean, to be a top 10. Is this the most 10. wrong we and the rest of the prognosticators have been about quarterbacks at the start of a season? Absolutely. Yeah, I thought Spencer Rattler would be Was a lot of that pick. just like really good 2020 seasons against defenses that weren't good because they couldn't have like padded practices? So That's maybe, true because so defenses have been a lot better yeah. this year. I can I can admit that. Ah, it's hard to list these quarterbacks. Mm. Well, you have to. Give me some time with this. I'm I still just need looking five. at Well, I'll list. tell you my five. I, I I think Slovis is really good, but I think a name a lot of people need to know is Cameron Ward. He was the Jerry Rice Award winner uh, out of Incarnate Ward. And a lot of people don't know his name because he wasn't playing FBS-level football. Right, he's going to be a name to watch. Two four seven has him as a four star. Uh, I think immediately after him, I'll go with Dylan Gabriel okay. from UCF. I think somebody could have a lot of fun uh, with him 
Uh, he is currently projected to go to U- UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, so he could have a whole lot of fun out there in that offense. Uh, after that, I'll go with Slovis. I think he's more of that pro-style kind of quarterback, but, again, he could fit in somewhere really well. I think a team that just lost a quarterback that's currently sitting in the portal, maybe Texas A&M, somebody that takes a look at him, just something to watch there. And then I'll go Bo Nix. I think he has all the talent in the world. Former five-star quarterback, goes to Auburn, and then just kind of a funky fit with Gus Malzahn and what he likes to do inside of his offense. And obviously Gus Malzahn moves on prior to this year, I guess I should say, uh, mutually parts ways with Auburn prior to this year. Brian Harson comes in, and that one just never really fit, and then he ends up getting hurt at the end. I think if somebody can utilize Bo Nix's scrambling ability, but also just his natural talent, the dude wins football games. I mean, he's one of the few quarterbacks on earth that can say they beat Alabama. That's right? very true. So he he can make someone real happy real fast. Watch out for Bo Nix as well. So those, those, those would be my five. Uh, okay, I have my five now. I will go slowest one still. Um, actually, number two, a guy that impresses me. Um, he did before he got hurt, not this year, but in the COVID season. Um, Miles Brennan from LSU. I actually like him a lot. I think he's going to be a good asset wherever he goes. Then I'll go Bo at three because I still think Bo has a lot that's of talent. Your, that's your boy. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. Dylan Gabriel at four, even though he more than likely looks like 100%, is going to UCLA. Five is where I've been kind of lost a little bit, but I give him credit. He beat Alabama this year, and nobody else has but him. Zach Calzada, I think, depending on where he wants to go, he could be beneficial. But I will say this. One of these quarterbacks, one of these quarterbacks, I think will be going to Michigan State as a transfer. That, I do believe that. Because they've been hot and heavy on the transfer portal. Cam this is past the year. sneakiest Michigan State fan I've ever seen in my life. He's, I, a, he's an undercover after this Michigan year, State fan. After this year, I will not. I will not. You know, my boys graduate, so I am back being a Georgia fan. But I know they're big on the transfer portal, um, and I could see them going after a quarterback. I don't know if um, the quarterback they have there well, is getting it done. After, okay, so we, we talked about the quarterbacks. What are some of like the best landing spots? right now where teams are going to need a quarterback. LSU. LSU's one. I think Ole Miss is one. Nice. Yeah. Matt Corral's gone. Does John Rice Plumley go back to playing quarterback? Matter of fact, I, I, I admit, I'll go, I'll go Ole Miss first. Only because Lane Kiffin is there. And whoever he puts that quarterback, they're going to be, they're just going to elevate to new heights. So i give you that. Ole Miss is probably number one. And I have LSU two, Texas A&M three. Well, I mean, here's the question about Texas A&M is, do they go back to Haynes King, who, for those of you who don't remember, he was their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. They really struggled on offense, and they scored, what, 10 points against Colorado? Yeah. Early in the season, uh, he gets hurt. I think he had an ankle injury. Uh, and then Zach Calzada comes in, and then we all know the story. He beats Alabama primetime on CBS, and then it's kind of his job from there on out. And then he gets banged up a little bit at the end of the season, and now he's gone. So do you go back? You go back to the guy you initially had, or you go to that transfer market? Because I think Brooks Austin mentioned this yesterday on Three and Out. Is all of these coaches, regardless of who's on the roster, like we were talking about Georgia, going to theoretically have five scholarship quarterbacks next year? 
they're not keeping five, but still, Georgia's going to go around and quote-unquote kick the tires on all of the quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now because I've said this before, and I just I don't get where the people who are coming at it were just the quarterbacks where they're like, oh, this coach is so loyal to this quarterback. This coach mm-hmm. is so he, – he just – he believes this is his guy. Coaches don't do that. Coaches with every position want to put the guy out there who gives their team the best chance to win. They're not putting anybody out there just because they like them. So all of these coaches are going to go out there, regardless if they brought in three five-star star quarterbacks in a row on three consecutive years, if they feel like they can go into the portal and get somebody who's better, they're going to. Okay. I can't argue that. So I, I, I just I think looking at it, I mean Alabama's Bryce Young next year. Like he's locked up. I mean, is Cade McNamara No that, no that guy at Michigan? Uh it, it depends. If he makes it to the national championship, I think I think John Harbaugh but sticks that, with him. But but Jim Harbaugh? Jim, Jim. But then but then that becomes the Jake Fromm Justin Fields argument. Where yeah. did Cade McNamara take you to the college football playoff or did two amazing running backs and an NFL level defensive line and a really good defense take you there and you were just kind of the game manager. That's true because he has his quarterback behind Cade McNamara. He has a five-star sitting behind him. I think his name is J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He has him sitting behind him. So you have your guy. It's depending on what he wants to do and how the successful season they have. But I'm looking at this kid right now that you mentioned, Cameron Ward, and Man, 6'3", 225, and he can move. And I want to say, well, he was class of 2020, so what does that he had, make so He has four years of eligibility. Bro. Yeah, he has four years. He could play. You could tell he's definitely under-recruited out of high school. Coming from Texas, that's a yeah. obviously a pipeline of players coming from their competitive field. But he's going to be a – he might be the biggest one out of all these guys because he is – he's talented. He can move. And you, So Michigan, I think, is a place that they might take a look – uh, what about Cincinnati? Because you're going to be losing your starting quarterback, as Desmond Ritter uh, is going to be a part of this NFL draft. And I guess technically he could come back. I just don't know why he would after yeah. this year, especially as, if he has a good showing against Alabama, win or lose. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone. Which, speaking of like NFL draft and Alabama, uh, Cincinnati, I was listening to Darian Mel this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Can you care to guess what uh, Mel Kuyper's hot take was? Cincinnati was going to be Alabama. That's correct. I I could see Mel Kiper taking that. Yeah, I, he like, I, I see just him listening that. to him do it. He kind of talked himself into it, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Well, he's like, they have the Jim Thorpe Award winner, and Kobe, and I think the other quarterback, Sauce Gardner, is even better." He's like, "Desmond Ritter's the kind of quarterback that gives Nick Saban defenses trouble." And he just kind of like talked himself into it. And he's like, "I'm just gonna, I, they're going to beat him." I wouldn't go as far as being, but for people that think it's going to be a blowout, I don't know about that. I, I think it could you, go. I think when you talk bad. about the strengths of Alabama versus mm-hmm. the strengths of Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati matches up pretty well. Yeah. Now, what I would be worried about if I'm a Cincinnati fan is, I think Alabama with that offensive line could probably just decide to hand the football off 40 times, and then do some play action with Bryce Young and beat you by at least two scores. And and what if they lose thirty five to twenty one? Is anybody shaming Cincinnati? No, no. I mean, they like are, we've they, done Notre they Dame. They broke through the barrier. Yep. They are the G five school in the Power Five Invitational. I ask people, what's the difference from Notre Dame getting blown out thirty eight zero and Cincinnati getting blown out thirty eight zero? 
Cincinnati. Usually, I don't think Cincinnati will get blown no, out. No, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think it's actually going to be a close game for three quarters, and then Alabama pulls away maybe by a touchdown or two, like you said. I think Alabama will win, but I don't think it's a shoot. Are you going to milk hype here? No, 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 yourself no. over here right now? No, but out of all the four playoff teams, Cincinnati might have the most first-round picks this year. They might. Well, Maje I mean, Sanders, that, that is the an, two corners. That is an interesting transition slash segue that you just <laughs> brought us to there because Todd McShay has released his mock draft. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, Georgia, you could theoretically have Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, and then surprising a, a few people, you shouldn't be surprised if you watch him play, but uh, Travon Walker oh, yeah. is getting yeah. first-round grades as well. Those three, I mean, if George Pickens has a good showing in the college football playoff, is he a first-round pick? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that I think he was a first-round pick before even, I mean, even after the injuries. They had him on, like, mock drafts, first-round pick, even when he had torn his ACL and everything. So That would be a good question to put out. Which which team, because Alabama has really good players, a lot of them are just really young. young Evan Neal is going to be a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Jameson Williams is going to be a first-round pick. Absolutely. John Mechie. Met, maybe. I think so. I think they'll take him after that ACL. I think, think so. But it's only them three. John, maybe. Jordan Battle, you don't I, think, he may uh, sneak in. What Henry Toe Toe? He may sneak in. He could be like an early second round. I don't think round. Jordan Battle would. Yeah. I know Michigan doesn't have – they only have two guys that I think would get picked in the first round. It's those man, Will two Anderson's B-tack. just a dang yeah. sophomore, man, or he might be – a top four pick. <laughs> Georgia beat Alabama while you can. Because next year it's going to be even <laughs> it's gonna be even tougher. Yeah, beat them while you can. It's going to be tough, man. Those kids. Well, this is the, the, yeah. the Bryce Young and Will Anderson class is the great, quote unquote greatest class of all time. Who, what, what, who consisted of that class outside uh, of them, too? Let's pull it up. Because I, mean, I, I know you know, we got you know more than open. me. Um, because I don't know the running back and wide receiver core, but I just know those two right there. Could, you say those two names. Those are the best two players in college football, in my opinion. Um, so that's that's impressive in itself. But I do think Cincinnati, them, they got some first-round picks, at least four. Desmond Ritter could find himself being a first-round pick if he performs well, goes to the combine, and does what he needs to do and handles his business. I think he'll be able to you know, make that happen. All right, let's see. Bryce Young's class, he was class of 2020. Uh, Will Anderson, I'm just trying to see anyone, other ones that stick out. Jason McClellan's a good running back. Not a ton of other names that stick out that have played, but again, they're all sophomores. Malachi Moore is getting a ton of playing time for them. Javion Cohen, the offensive lineman, is getting a lot of playing time for them. That's interesting. They'll stick out next year. Don't worry. Let's see. So that one, that average rating was a point nine three five four and then the very next year they beat it. Like the freshman like is even a better class. Point nine four nine nine overall ranking. He knows what he's doing and then it's I think that that streak is still going on every class he's had has won a national championship, right? Yeah. If you the the stat is if you have signed to play for Nick Saban at Alabama and you stayed for all four years, you have a national championship ring. At least one. That's that's is hard there a to beat. better is there a better recruiting pitch than that? No, that's hard to beat when you're going in. Hey, you come here, you're getting one at minimum, and an SEC championship. You're getting a couple of them, but you're getting a national championship minimally. It's hard to beat that. 
Oh, and by the way, uh, our offensive coordinator was a head coach in the AFC Championship a couple years ago. Oh, and the uh, yeah the guy <laughs> the guy who's our offensive line coach. Oh, he was a coach in the AFC Championship a couple years ago. Well, who's the offensive well. line coach? Uh, Doug Marone, former Jacksonville didn't, Jaguars head coach. Didn't know that. I did. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Nick Saban knows what he's doing. I didn't know that. No, wow. yeah, he just he collects former head coaches. He's just got a trophy wow. case. Yeah, Lane, Sarkeesian. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. Both head coaches. Falcons. I think Charlie Strong's still hanging around Alabama somewhere. He probably is. That's crazy. I did. Wow. Doug Marone and freaking Bill O'Brien on your coaching staff. Correct. Sean Watson. A couple years ago in the NFL, those were two NFL head coaches. Yeah, one went away from the freaking Super Bowl. Playing in the AFC Championship. And Bill O'Brien had, what, a 21? It was up 24-0. Yeah, 24 nothing lead on Kansas City. (laughs) Yeah, and that and it and wasn't the even. Page, and the uh, the Jaguars were a missed fumble call away. But and they were the up Patriots. big on the Patriots at halftime. It's just you know when now you have they're both Blake position Bortles, coaches and uh, coordinators at Alabama. That's the power of Nick Saban showing up to work every day in athletic shorts, flip flops. Saban, man. Hey, you come here. I get you a job back, whether it's in the college ranks or NFL ranks. Just come over here for a year. Or two. Oh, for sure. We'll get you, right? Oh, for sure. Nick Saban, you know, call me and Christian up. We'll be, you know, some special oh, teams. Oh, hey, listen, you need a <laughs> you need an offensive coordinator. I'm your guy. You I'll be your uh, special teams guy. You just let me know. Oh, yeah. Ken's going to be over there. It's like, that was a good kick. You keep that up right there. Oh, yeah. Special teams and punt returns and kick returns. I could do that yeah, for that's you. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll do that for that's him. That's you? All right, bet. Yeah, I'll do that right, for cool. him. So we'll uh, we'll see if Coach Saban answers ours. I wouldn't hold our breath for that one. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. As we mentioned, Todd McShay has put out his first mock draft on ESPN+. Plus. We're going to take a look at the top ten when we come back right here on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Todd McShay has released his 2022 early predictions for his first round picks here. Cam, it's, it's in the middle of the playoff run. And you had a spicy take a little bit earlier. You think the Atlanta Falcons absolutely are making the playoffs? Speaking into existence, yes. Three more wins. That's all you need. You need three more wins, and I think you're in. You, you start with San Francisco. You beat the Lions, who have one win on the season the week after, and you have to decide who you want to beat, Buffalo or the Saints. But I think 9-8 and eight will get you into the playoffs, and regardless, I am proud of the Falcons this season anyway. You've improved your win total. Yeah, what was the record last year? Four and twelve. Yeah, four wins. With yeah, that so team. I mean, yeah, one and what was it? A two and seven start last year. And that was a team that had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. This team doesn't consist of neither one of them. So correct. I'm I'm proud of the Falcons. You bad roster, but you have competed. You've had a couple of games where you haven't, but you've competed. So you, men- you mentioned San Francisco. They're one of the teams that is a game ahead of you right now. Uh, you have a game coming up against the New Orleans Saints. They're currently tied with you at the moment. You get the worst team in the NFL coming up as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam, is this just setting up for ripping your heart out? It wouldn't rip my heart out because I came into the season with no expectations of making the playoffs. So even if you don't, I'm like, okay, we get the good draft position. You know, that still helps out and benefits sure. the team, but – I just I like that Arthur Smith. He's came in here and he's kind of set the tone a little bit. You can see the defense playing a little bit better in certain games. Not a good roster, but he's getting there. You could tell. All right, so 
This may be premature because Cam thinks the Falcons are making the playoffs, but I don't think it's ever too early to take a look at mock drafts. Hell, BJ and Cody do them in August. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and take a look at what McShay put out. Do you, you want to guess who he has number one overall to Detroit? Um, it's either Kenny Pickett or Kayvon Thibodeau. It is neither. It is Aiden mm-hmm. Hutchinson, number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Basically, the reasoning behind the first 10 here is not a good quarterback class. Okay. You don't have those Justin Herberts where it's just like, yeah, the team wasn't great, but he's just this unbelievable quarterback prospect. A lot of times it's the opposite. It's, hey, this guy kind of elevated his team to things they haven't really done before, i.e. a Matt Corral getting Ole Miss 10 wins for the first time in their regular season history. A Desmond Ritter, a Malik Willis, just really elevating their teams. You don't have really, I mean, maybe Carson Strong out at Nevada is the closest to that, but he's not getting nearly the same kind of pub that a Zach Wilson got last year. So saying this is kind of a weak quarterback class, better to wait until next year to dive into it if you really want to go after a quarterback early. So number one, Aiden Hutchinson, Houston Texans, number two, they don't really have a quarterback. Where do you think they're going? I would still say Thibodeau. It is Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I heard rumors they might keep Davis Mills as he if he continues to play well. So Thibodeau. And they need everything. Like literally everything. So you just take the best available. The guy a lot of people thought should be the number one overall pick. Got banged up a little bit this year. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Houston Texans. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of teams that need everything. Oh crap. What 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 would be your first need? For the Jaguars. Everything. Um, but first need, a wide receiver. See, I, I usually think when you buy the multi-tens of million dollar thing, the next thing you want to buy is a protection plan. Evan Neal? Evan Neal. Okay. Is who has Todd McShay, or is who is Todd McShay's number three overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You, you get a Trevor Lawrence, you want somebody mean and nasty that can protect his blind side, go get the best offensive line prospect in the draft. That means they're going to be trading Cam Robinson? If he's still there, uh, he's such a weird, yeah, yeah he's, situation. Because a lot weird. of people think he's not good. Jacksonville Jaguars are kind of infatuated with him, but you can also kick him to the other side. All right, this is where it gets fun because there's a whole lot of New York picks coming up here. You have the Jets with the number four overall, four overall pick, and then the New York Giants with number five. Carolina Panthers number six, and the New York Giants again with number seven. But back to number four. It's a name we haven't heard of in a while, but. Todd McShay has Derek Stingley Jr. heading to New York. And okay. if you just go off his freshman tape, I said this back then, I think he could have been a top five pick just off his freshman tape. Absolutely. Size, speed, coverability, back on the 2019 LSU National Championship team going to the New York Jets, the New York Giants. Uh, this is a guy who's getting a ton of pub and really just because he brings something that every team wants, which is the pass rush ability. George Karlofitis, defensive end from Purdue. As a Falcons fan, if you want to go out there and draft defensive ends from Purdue, y'all's teams can do that. I'd prefer if the Falcons didn't. I'm mm. so sick of experimental edge rushers. I'm good. Uh, Carolina Panthers have he has taken Charles Cross, the big offensive lineman uh, out of Mississippi State. Number seven, New York Giants. Matt Corral. Who are the no? Who are the New York Giants like? Who's their favorite college team to draft? Oh no, Georgia. Georgia. Who would they begin from? Jordan Davis. Nicobe Dean. Dean. 
Number that's not, seven. That's, oh, Blake Martinez, is, I think, yeah, might he's, be gone. Yeah, he's, he's banged up. He's got an yeah. ACL, but you can okay. put him alongside Blake Martinez, or if Blake Martinez doesn't pan back out, you have your inside linebacker of the future there. I know Tate Crowder, former Georgia linebacker, is up there in that linebacking core as well. Hmm. Is Lorenzo Carter? I want to say he's still there. Yeah, he's and, an outside um, linebacker for him. Andrew Thomas is still there. Andrew well. Thomas is there. Yeah. So, I mean, they have plenty of Georgia guys up there, so they, he hasn't taken Kobe Dean. All right. As we currently sit, the Atlanta Falcons would have the number eight pick in the NFL draft. If Cam's dreams come true, that could fall all the way back to the number 17 overall pick. But as we sit, no quarterbacks off the board yet. A couple offensive linemen, a linebacker, a corner, two defensive or three defensive linemen. I think I got the guy. Are gone. I just thought about I was playing Madden the other night. I, I drafted him to the Marvin Lill, Texas A&M. I think that would be a wonderful pick. That is not who Todd McShay has him going with. He has the Atlanta Falcons making a very Atlanta Falcons pick and taking Jamison Williams. I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> I would be pretty upset at that. I, I see where I see where McShay's getting at that because he's like, you need more production on the outside. But for what I'm seeing, Russell Gage has stepped up tremendously. And if Ridley comes back and he's him, you got those two in pits. I th- I think you need literally everything. Yes. Yes. On this team, yeah. I mean, not kicker. You can get punters out of free agency, and I mean, unless it's like Matt Ariza from San Diego State, you're not taking a punter in the first round. Uh, Tight end, you're good. I guess left tackle, you could say you're good. Jake Matthews, I guess. Like he's not. It's not the most glaring need. Our O line is so scary. It's right not now. the most glaring need. Yeah. But I think offensive line is pretty bad. You could take somebody else there. I just think defensive line. I think if you can have if you have a awesome defensive line, you can work out from that. Demarvin Lill would be. That's who I would pick though. At that, you, either you, him or to help up your secondary, Kyle Hamilton, out of Notre oh, Dame. I forgot about that kid. Nah, that, that's who I would. Six four, two twenty, can move like that. Yeah, I, think, I would take him. I could be wrong. I think he's from the Atlanta area. I could be completely wrong about that. But I think he is. Uh, but good. the next pick after that would be Kyle Hamilton to the New York Jets. Uh, after that, David Ajobu, the defensive end from Michigan, goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's that's Tommy Shea's top ten there uh, for his mock draft, first 2022 mock draft there. You can see the full thing on ESPNplus.com. But as I sit, I think the Falcons, regardless of where they're at, they're going to be able to fill a position to need because, Cam, I don't think they're drafting quarterback in this draft. Ooh. Unless oh. it's later and you just find somebody you like, want to take a flyer on. We I mean, have Felipe Franks on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to stick with Matt Ryan for another year. And I think they will, but I, I, like I said, them two second-round picks, one of those picks I think has to be a quarterback. In. Well, if like Matt Corral falls I think if Ma- inside the second round. Malik Willis. I don't think he's going to. And I'll say this, McShay, potential. McShay has him projected going in the first round. That's if he could it would be a dream scenario to have a Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Malik Willis kind of fall to that early second round pick and they're just sitting there and you're like, okay, nobody needs a quarterback. We kind of need one for the future. And you get one of those three, I'm satisfied because those are all first round quarterbacks. I don't know if they're like top ten, but I think Matt Corral, Howell, and Malik Willis are first round quarterbacks. I'll, just, I'll hang out for Bryce Young. Uh, in the 2023 That means we're going to be bad. Draft. I don't want to be bad. I'll, I'll hang out for that. we got to take a quick break. We'll come back with more right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source Cam. 
as we wrap up today's show. I got something I think will make you happy. Ronald Acuna Jr. posting on Twitter, taking BP, and just the sound off the bat. I, mean, I need Major League Baseball and the Players Association to get their act together because once football season wraps up, it is just a full-on hype train for the Braves repeat championship in 2022. I mean, you won the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr., and now he's back taking BP. I want to see how the Braves defend their, you know, defend the crown. That's the coolest thing about sports. When the team wins one, and what do they do when they come back to defend their crown? How much, you know, resistance did they put yeah. against some of these teams? Well, they got they got a lot of things to settle before next season starts. Number one, he's still not signed. You no, know, well, you can't because there's no agreement right now between the MLB and MLBPA. So that's currently where we're sitting. But yeah. You get Freddie Freeman resigned. All right, we also have about 40 seconds here, Cam. There's a movie coming out on Netflix about Sean McVay. When he was suspended, he went and coached his kid's six-year-old team. Care to guess who Netflix has picked to play Sean McVay? Or not Sean McVay, I don't know. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm completely blanking on his name now. Sean Payton. No, I don't. Kevin James. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Is said to play Sean Payton. That's kind of cool. On a okay. net, well, I mean, who would you want to play you? I, I that that I really don't know. That I really don't know. No, Nobody no guesses. Can. No guesses. Brad Pitt can have my role anytime he wants to. Three and out coming up next. B.J. Bennett, Ben Troop, and Kevin, Kevin Hart. Thomas. Kevin Hart. <laughs>